Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. A reckoning. We haven't forgotten about it. We need one. We're going to talk about what they're still doing tonight and why they're doing it. We have Carol Roth. We have Liz Harrington. We have a great light in the mood and more. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. It's time to talk about COVID consequences. You want some money? Like a lot of it? I want some money. Well, I don't know why you don't have money if you want some money. You know there are banks all over your area. What's stopping you from going down and robbing a bank? 
obviously you know the answer there. You're looking at the TV like I'm crazy right now, Jesse. I don't want to get shot. I don't want to get thrown in prison. I, 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 oh, so the reason you're not robbing banks is there are consequences for robbing a bank. You see, human history is filled with trying to figure out crime and punishment. They write books about it, obviously. What's the appropriate amount of punishment here? What's the, what do we do with this crime here? But nevertheless, human history is filled with people trying to figure out how do we get human beings to stop doing X? Okay, these people want to do this. We don't want them to do this. How do we stop them from doing it? And part of that, as every society has found out, is deterrence. Deterrence that comes with what? Fear. You see, fear is a powerful motivator. It just is. When I get done doing I'm right for you tonight, and I go get my truck to drive home, I'll be honest with you, I drive really, really fast. And boy, I'll tell you what, even though, even though I wouldn't even have to go, I mean, not talking 100 miles here, maybe 20 miles or so. I'd like to just put the pedal to the metal and go as fast as I want. But I'm not going to do that. And honestly, it's not for any other reason than I don't want to get pulled over, lose my license, have to pay a big fat ticket. Consequences. They're important. When it comes to coronavirus and what the people who lead this country did to this country, well, we're severely lacking right now on the right. And I mean severely lacking. We have all this relief I see out there. Oh, thank goodness most of those lockdowns are over. Not all of them, I'm gonna to get to that in a second. But, oh, whew, that was terrible. Remember when they closed down our business? That sucked. Oh, thank goodness my mask is off, little Billy. What? The people who run your country spent the last two years abusing you, killing you in some cases. When they get done doing that, if we as a society look around and say, whew, thanks for stopping, appreciate you boss, they're gonna do it again. If they don't fear consequences, they're going to do it again. Have you seen this stuff out of the CDC? It's positively horrific. Washington Post, of all places, actually ran something on it. More than four in 10 teens say they feel sad and hopeless. One in five have contemplated suicide. Teenage suicide? Have you seen the teenage suicide numbers over the last two years? I need to be clear about something because this is something human beings do. Maybe you do this. Maybe I do this. This is something we do to cope. When terrible things happen, and you maybe feel a little hopeless or helpless, you tend to do things like, well, this is terrible. This happened. Oh, I can't believe this happened. No, these things did not happen. These things were done. They were done by people, people with names. Do you want to know why? Teenage girls have killed themselves at a 50% higher rate than before in this country? Here's a video. Here's why. What about children who are between the ages of zero and, and 12? And, um, you know, we have to treat them as unvaccinated. So yes, those children still do have to wear a mask um, to protect themselves. If the child, which obviously elementary school kids 
are not vaccinated, they should wear a mask. And I'd be almost guarantee that most of the schools are going to say you have to wear a mask. Every student wear a mask. It's that simple. What masks do is masks stop transmission. So universal masking is going to be very helpful to keep kids safe. We are not doing enough. We have these restrictions in place for a reason. But I think people may not be taking it seriously, as in schools are closed, but parents are still getting kids together for play dates. That shouldn't happen. We made the video short. It could have been 20 minutes long of the different people who've spent the last two years attacking you, abusing you, forcing your uncle into suicide, forcing your brother back into having his alcohol problems, teenagers killing themselves. We cannot let it go. Why? Then they're going to do it again. If we don't, if they don't experience some consequences, if the cop doesn't arrest the bank robber, he's going to go do it again and again and again. These people abused you. Why is there no call for public trials? We need to have public trials televised. Sit down, Rochelle Walensky. I have emails here saying you actually put out CDC guidance based on what the teachers union said. So do I have this right? You mentally abused children across the country because a political group wanted you to? Rochelle Walensky, congratulations. You're going to federal prison for the rest of your life. Anyone else at the CDC want to pull that? It's the only way this changes. It's the only way this stops. In New York City, they're still doing it. Two to four-year-olds, no risk for coronavirus, still having masks on their faces. They're not worried. They're not worried at all. These people are monsters. And remember, they did all this to make you miserable and ruin the economy so you wouldn't vote for Donald Trump. I mean, how busted up are these people over what you're seeing right now out there? Well, allow Shannon Sharp, the genius former football player, to take it away. Shannon Sharp, millionaire, says he's absolutely, he'd pay $20 a gallon to make sure Donald Trump isn't in office. And now, now you have the perfect explanation of communism. From a football player with the IQ of this remote control, he accidentally summed it up best. I paid $20 a gallon to make sure Donald Trump isn't there. They all did it. Every one of them. All the people who lead this country destroyed this country on purpose to get rid of Donald Trump. And now, while you pay too much at the grocery store and too much at the pump, and while your child is severely depressed, they're laughing because it doesn't matter. Champagne for me, baby. No more Trump. Boy, that just perfectly sums it up. And now, we're just getting slaughtered by all these things. But at least at least after they stopped our economy and destroyed our small businesses, at least they started passing these huge COVID bills. You know all that money you worked hard for today? All that money people went out there and put it eight, nine, 10 hours? Well, they worked three or four of those hours for what? $11 million for child support in St. Louis, 300,000 for a museum in St. Louis, 5 million for the 2022 World Games in Alabama, 2 million for a ski area in Iowa, 6.6 million for sprinklers in Colorado, I love that one, 2.5 million for parking officers in DC, 12 million for a baseball stadium in New York. I mean, everyone knows 
You can't beat COVID without a new stadium. 15 million for New Jersey for soccer. Tens of millions in tourism marketing. 140 million to fund a hotel in Florida. On and on and on it goes. And where did we end up? Well, don't take it from me. Take it from former Obama advisor Larry Summers. We're heading into a recession. Is there a certainty that we'll see a recession in the next two, three years? No. Is it more likely than not that we will see a recession in the next two years? I don't see how anybody can look at either the historical experience or what markets are predicting and not think that it's 50-50 better than 50-50 that a recession will start sometime within the next two years. Recession within the next two years. How bad is it getting out there? Oh, you should see my emails. You should see the stories. We got a 70-year-old woman here, 70 years old. She's going back to work. I just wanted to make a comment. Um, my daughter died three years ago, so I'm now helping to support my granddaughter. Uh, at 70 years old, I've now had to go back to work as a registered nurse in order to help her because the prices of food are triple what they were. 70 years old, putting on the nurse's uniform again, trying to afford food. I just want to remind you, when that recession comes, Lord willing, it doesn't, but when it comes, I think we all know it's coming. As your retired parents go back to work, maybe you have to go back to work, as you have to cut back on food, cable, driving places. I want you to remember something, and I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over again. These things didn't happen. These things were done, done by people, people with names. And those people who did this, who have those names, I think it's appropriate for you to just sit back for a moment and look at how upset they are about what they've done. So less dependent on foreign oil, and that protects us from shortages at, at fuel stations. But here's the thing to remember. Even if all of the oil we use in the USA were made in the USA, the price of it is still subject to powers and dynamics outside of the USA, which means that until we achieve a form of energy independence that is based on clean energy created here at home, American citizens will still be vulnerable to wild price hikes like we're seeing right now. Under my plan, which is before the Congress now, we can take advantage of the next generation of electric vehicles that a typical driver will save about $80 a month from not having to pay gas at the pump. We have got to use this reason to become energy independent with clean energy. We don't want to be relying upon the fossil fuel markets so that people can buy electric vehicles and don't have to ever worry about going to fill it up at the gas pump. And I just say, Chris, one of the things that I think is a really great example of this is that if you filled up your 15-gallon tank today, you'd be paying about 62 bucks to go 300 miles. If you plugged in an electric vehicle in your garage with your three-prong plug, yep. you'd be paying about 10 bucks. So 10 bucks versus 62 bucks, that's 50 bucks you're saving every time you fill up. That's a huge savings for real people. It's an opportunity. Aren't you excited? They're excited. Every time you go to the gas pump, maybe you're going today, maybe you already went today. What'd you pay? Five, six dollars a gallon? Did you look at that number on the gas pump and get mad? Oh, I've done it recently. I know what you're thinking. I want you to know they're thrilled about it. Done by people with names. 
All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. The great Carol Roth, she joins us next. Now, let me tell you something that might be uncomfortable. Quitting dipping, dipping tobacco. I did it for a long time. Eh, not proud of it. it, started when I was young. Stupid thing to do, not gonna, not gonna lie, loved it. Still think about it. How do I stay without it? Black Buffalo. You see, Black Buffalo, they came up with something that actually tastes exactly like that dip, only without the tobacco stem and leaf. And so if I'm driving by that gas station, maybe it was a long day, maybe it was a great day, hard day, who knows, maybe I'm getting that, that feeling like I wanna dip in my lip. I can keep going and go to my house where I have, gosh, like 25 cans of Black Buffalo, every flavor waiting for me, and I don't get all the gunk. You, you can have it for 25% off. Go to blackbuffalo.com, use the promo code JESSE, and you get it for 25% off. Blackbuffalo.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. But what about people on fixed incomes? They have always been the true victims of inflation. That's why I will present to Congress the Inflation Maintenance Program, whereby the U.S. Treasury will make up any inflation caused losses through direct tax rebates to the public in cash. Now you may say, won't that cost a lot of money? Won't that increase the deficit? Sure it will. But so what? We'll just print more money. We have the papers, we have the mints. I can just call up the Bureau of Engraving and say, hi. This is Gemma. Roll off some of them 20s. Print up a couple of thousand sheets of those century notes. Sure, the glut of dollars will cause even more inflation, but who cares? Everybody will be a million. That was funny back in 1978 until it became a reality. Joining me now, my friend Carol Roth, recovering investment banker and author of the great book, The War on Small Business. Carol, I mean... That was so odd when we came across that video for me because it was so odd. There was a point in time where the American people were actually educated by the things they see on television and they actually knew reality and knew things about inflation. And that was an era where we all didn't have smartphones, Carol, where there's endless information available right here. Why are we dumber now? Uh, well, obviously, information uh, does not make you smarter. I think we've found the correlation that it makes you less intelligent. Um, you know, it, it would be funny, Jesse, if you could actually tell the truth between what is parody and what is reality. And I feel like it has gotten all jumbled together. And certainly within our financial institutions and our economic institutions and our educational institutions, there has been not only little done to educate people, but I think that uh, it's intentionally that we've taken away that type of education so that the average American doesn't understand what they're signing up for. You know, whether it is predatory loans 
for 17 year olds who want to go off to college given by the government um, or you know not understanding the effects that if we give you this $1,000 stimulus check after we've printed trillions of dollars and are doing you know, trillions more of spending that you're going to end up now next year paying for that $1,000 with 5000 more in expenses. People don't have this basic level of an understanding and it works out great for the government because then people look for the government to save them for the exact problems that the government caused. Go to the arsonist who burned down your house to help you with your GoFundMe campaign. It really makes a lot of sense. Carol, that sounds so evil. I mean, I hate to even use the word, but it, it, we're talking about a government that intentionally makes its citizens dumber so it can wallow in even more corruption. I'm sorry, Carol, I don't have another way to put that. That sounds evil. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's human nature. And if you're a student of human nature, and I know that you are, Jesse, you know, that's what's happened through all of time and history. When you get people who even have good intentions in positions of power, there are only certain ways to accumulate more power. Um, and, you know, some of that is by deception. And that's really the, the reality of what happens. You need, if you want to get more campaign contributions, if you want to continue to be reelected, if you want to have more things under your purview that you can direct to make you important, um, you know, you need to have that consolidation. I mean, if, if, if the government did the things were, that it was intended to do, we wouldn't be having these problems because there would be very little under its purview on a federal level. But as we've given up more and more of our rights and shifted more of the power and we've gotten that centralized power, uh, I think that you are absolutely fair to call it evil. Carol, the jobs report. I'm seeing a lot of sunshine on this thing from the from the Biden administration. They've got this bad boy spit polished at this point in time. Would you mind elaborating on the jobs report for me, Carol? So, you know, I think in all of this economic mess that we have, jobs, you know, certainly are the brightest spot. But just because you're the brightest spot, it doesn't mean that it's a bright spot. It's kind of like being the skinniest kid at fat camp, right? So like you can claim <laughs> some victory there in your domain, but it's not necessarily something that people want to strive for. So the reality is that we are reclaiming more jobs, all those jobs that were lost because the government said, you can't go to work. We're going to close down the places that you work for. Um, we've obviously never had anything like that on that scale done before. And we still have not claimed, reclaimed all of those jobs to the point where we're at at February 2020. We're close. We're about 93% uh, of the way there. But we should have been, you know, much further along by now. But they're going to say, wow, we created all of these jobs. Again, you don't burn the house down, rebuild it, and say we, we created a new house. It's the, it's the same house. It's the same job. Um, so we have that issue. We have fewer people who are in the workforce. And we don't have anything the Biden administration is doing to help uh, get more people into the workforce. And even though wages are up on a record basis, Inflation is up on a record basis and wages haven't kept pace with inflation. So you're still not doing as well as you would have had that none of this 
ever happens. So again, like I never want to root against the economy. I never want to root against you know any of this happening. We have to to say yes, it is. There is some strength in that market, but it's certainly not at the level that it's being portrayed via the spin coming out of the administration. Carol, on a macro level, I mean, you're the perfect one to ask this question to because you wrote the book, The War on Small Business. I know we hemorrhaged a lot of small businesses over the last two years, obviously. The small mom and pop can't withstand a shutdown for two months. Walmart can. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. On a macro level, what are we seeing as far as how that has changed what our economy looks like? So very interesting phenomenon because you had a period where people weren't able to go to work and the government was giving them stimulus and the markets were doing well. So you had all of these people who decided that they wanted to be day traders or to shift uh, or to sell things on Etsy or those kinds of things. So net net, we've actually seen on a numbers basis more small businesses now than you had before, even with all of the ones that have been killed off. I think that it's going to take a couple of years for this to suss out, um, you know, once people say, well, you know, I tried this little hobby during COVID and it's not gonna be sustainable. Oh, inflation, I need to get back to work. Um, and then also to kind of look at the jobs because, you know, with inflation and the fact that we have about 1.8 jobs available for every job seeker out there, small businesses are having a very difficult time to compete. So I imagine, you know, 18 to 24 months from now in terms of the number of small businesses and the percentage of jobs created, as well as the percentage of the economy, you're going to see that creep towards the bigger businesses um, and more of that centralized power and away from the small businesses. Well, that's not good. All right. The big financial news of the day has everyone talking and everyone confused. Elon Musk went out and spent over a couple bill to buy 9% stake in Twitter, making him the largest outside shareholder. Carol, what do any of those words mean? <laughs> um, so basically, Twitter is a publicly traded company and any of us can go into the market and purchase a stake. If you have a lot of money and you purchase 5% or more of any given company that's publicly traded, you have to file a disclosure statement. And so through this disclosure, we learned that he has purchased over 9% of the company, making him individually the current biggest owner, even more than Jack Dorsey, who founded the company. Um, and you know, there, there are a lot of things to break down here you know, around the stock, around Elon. I know a lot of people are really excited about this. But you have to understand that you know, not only do we need to focus on principles and not just people, because you don't know what Elon's going to do. I mean, this might just be a really expensive troll, knowing Elon Musk. Uh, but it opens the door for others, you know, maybe a Jeff Bezos or someone else who has crazy funny money to spend to go out and potentially make a play for Twitter. I think what, what it says about the company um, is that there's a lot of opportunity to unlock there, both in terms of it being a powerful asset, as well as money creation opportunities that haven't been realized. Carol Roth, thank you for making us smarter. <laughs> My pleasure. All right. We still have Pastor Daryl Scott. He's joining us next. We have a great light in the mood tonight. All that is still coming, but first. 
I get these questions all the time, and these are the questions. Jesse, I don't know where to shop. Jesse, this business sucks. I don't know. I don't have a replacement. Jesse, I I want to go to this. I want to buy this, but I don't want to buy from someone who doesn't share my values. And I'll tell you what, I have those questions all the time. I hate it. Uh, Can I walk in this store? Am I going to be funding someone who hates me? I have a solution for you. Public SQ. Well, to their credit, they have the solution. I'm just telling you about it. Right there in your app store. Apple, Google Play. Go download Public SQ. What are you going to find? You're going to find the resource that's going to tell you which coffee shop shares your values and which one doesn't. You're going to find where you should go buy lumber. You're going to find that tire shop you should patronize. Public SQ. Go download it today. We'll be back. What am I doing here? And I'm deeply proud of the work she's doing as First Lady with Joining Forces Initiative. She started with Michelle Obama when she was Vice President and now carries on. Joining me now, my friend, Pastor Daryl Scott. He's the author of the book, Nothing to Lose, Unlikely Allies and the Struggle for a Better Black America. Pastor, I'll be honest with you. I have these moments where I sit back when Joe has moments like that and I think, 330 million people and that's who we have leading the country that has to be a symptom of something right i mean that does say something about our society and it's not good well you got i look at it this way you know little babies are notorious for telling the truth and then when you get old and senile you begin notorious for telling the truth and Joe let the cat out of the bag. His wife was the real vice president back then. It Ugh. wasn't him. <laughs> he was just the front man. But she was pulling all of the strings. And he just let the cat out the bag. Pastor, the whole trans <laughs> thing has fascinated me for quite some time because I, I've looked at it as such a black and white issue where I feel like the people who push it are such a tiny percentage of our population and most of the country, even Democrats, look at that issue and they all agree that, okay, this is nutty. This is insane. A guy can't lock off his twig and bits and become a woman. woman. That just doesn't make any sense. And Joe Biden's out there this weekend. He's, well, this is what he had to say. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility, I want you to know that your president sees you Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. Okay, all that's detestable, but Pastor, is this a loser for them? This is a loser for them, right? First of all, here we are with our politicians trying to normalize abnormal behavior, abnormal practices. Um, the Bible says man was made in the image of God, in the image of God made he him male and female, made he them. Jesus reiterated that by saying in the beginning, God made male and female. There was no hybrid, there was no once you were this and now you turned into that. He's trying to normalize abnormal behavior and it's actually quite disgusting if you want to know the truth. And you know what? They're looking at it simply for um, political 
cachet. They're doing this because they recognize that there is a voting block out there and they want the not only the transgender vote, but they want those that are influenced by the transgender vote to extend it to the entire LGBTQ community. He doesn't mean that from his heart. He couldn't mean that from his heart. And whoever's writing his speeches, they need somebody to, 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 to he needs a new speechwriter because that stuff is nonsense. Is this one of those issues, I mean, these happen to countries, it's happened to our country before several times in the past with various issues. Is this one of those issues that'll be a bridge too far for too many people and it's really going to contribute to getting Democrats wiped out probably in the midterms and God willing in 2024? Well, it should. Once again, they're trying to normalize abnormal behavior and they want to try to uh, systematically normalize abnormality to our children. If they start featuring these, these, the transgenders and feature the members of this community in prominent places, it tells our children who are not yet even really thinking about sexuality. I mean, quite honestly, I wasn't thinking about sexuality when I was three years old. Now, when I was kindergarten, I did like a girl. Kimberly Branch, Kimberly, you broke my heart, Kimberly. You broke my heart. And we were in kindergarten. <laughs> I wait, hey, Jesse, I waited 58 years to say this. <laughs> but I was in the first grade and I liked a girl. And there was nothing wrong with me liking a girl in the, in the, in the kindergarten. And um, that was normal for, for me. Now, if someone comes along and tries to make my attraction to the female sex abnormal, and makes attracted to the same sex normal, I've got a problem with that. And it seems like that's what they're doing now. You can talk about a heterosexual, you won't be criticized, but you better not talk about any of the uh, alphabet communities people. Pastor, there was a terrible shooting in Sacramento this weekend. We don't have to get into details of all of it. I don't, I don't like jumping in on these mass shootings, and I don't like when other people do. Joe Biden immediately comes out and calls for a ban on assault weapons. Obama did this all the time. And on, on a broader thing, beyond the people of Sacramento and prayers for all them, I, I think this has actually done a lot to contribute to the divide of the nation. The fact that we as a country never come together ever anymore after anything because the communists pounce on everything as an opportunity to politic. And so we can't just mourn. We can't just come together, everybody left, right, middle, race, religion, and everybody just take a minute and mourn something tragic. The fact that we can't do that has increased the animosity. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. It's because the Democrats seek to politicize everything and they'll take individual action and try to make uh, have a collective response. In other words, we have an individual shoot. Mass shootings are not the norm in America. They happen. We have uh, 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 hundreds, of billions, hundreds of billions of people in this country. They're going to happen. But you can't say I'm going to penalize the responsible gun owners because there's an irresponsible gun possessor. You're not going to penalize the, the legal drivers because an illegal driver did something wrong. And that's what they're trying to do. And they're just trying to do it to score political talking points and to um, enhance whatever side of that spectrum that they're on. That's all. Let us mourn. Let us do it. And let us look at it on a case-by-case -case individual basis and try to say, oh, well, one guy shot up some people. We have to ban all guns. You can't do that. Pastor, we got word over the weekend that uh, Joe Biden really wants the DOJ to go after Donald Trump. For people who spent a lot of time calling Trump and his people fascists, I, I think maybe they should look up the definition. 
Well, you know, they're um, trying to do what they criticized uh, Trump for, what they accused him of doing, which was weaponizing the DOJ. Obama was notorious for that. You don't weaponize the, G, the, the DOJ for a political agenda or for personal reasons, and that's what he's trying to do. They are afraid of Donald Trump 2024. Biden is doing such a bad job. I mean, we knew it was going to be bad. We didn't know it was going to be this bad. And Trump is the odds-on favorite for 24, and they're trying to get in front of this. We don't want the guy to even be able to run. I mean, if you if you won by 10 million votes before, like you claim, if you said you had a record number of voters vote for you, why should you be afraid of any potential contender? Why should you be afraid of the guy that you claim you beat before? But they're trying to weaponize the DOJ in order to prevent him from running again because they fear the consequences. Pastor Daryl Scott, thank you so much, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Always a pleasure. All right, we have Liz Harrington, Trump's spokesperson. She joins us next. Before we get to Liz, though, let's have a talk about you and me. Do you get allergies? I used to. And I mean bad ones. Not, not so much the sniffles, a little bit of that. I would get them so bad in my eyes kind of thing where I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have tears running down the side of my face. Look like I just watched Old Yeller. I don't have them anymore because I have the greatest freaking air purifier ever. Actually, I have three of them to be specific. You see Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It's called the Thunderstorm because it does inside your home what nature does after a thunderstorm. Constantly cleaning the air. That's how it takes out all the motor, all, all the odors and kills the viruses and kills the mold. And that's how it fixed my allergies. I keep one where I sleep, keep one where my sons sleep, keep one in the living area. I would highly recommend you do the same. They have a three-pack for sale for my viewers. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE, and you get a three-pack for $200 off with that promo code. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. We believe that 7% of the mail-in ballots, uh, approximately 1.9 million, I think, here in Wisconsin, um, were uh, cast as a result of trafficking. This is a number that should concern everyone. There's 4.8 million votes that were cast nationally or so um, in this fashion. It's quite evident to those of us that have spent the last 15 months of our lives um, developing these numbers that this was indeed an organized crime that was perpetrated on Americans. Oh, I don't know what all that means, but that doesn't sound good at all. Joining me now, spokesperson, spokesperson for President Trump, Liz Harrington. Okay, Liz, unpack this for me. 7% were trafficked? What does that mean? Well, thanks for having me, Jesse. This is really damning evidence from True the Vote. They've spent 15 months, like Greg Kelly said, analyzing uh, geofencing data from cell phones. And around these drop boxes that we know were funded by big tech billionaire Mark Zuckerberg in all these swing states. And so what they did was they set a period before the election, before early voting 
uh, began. So they would have a sample so they would know who lived in the area, who was regularly going to these drop boxes, buy these drop boxes in this area, so they wouldn't have any of the normal behavior. And what they did was they sampled that against the voting period in every single swing state. They have trafficker after trafficker, video surveillance in many states in Wisconsin, they do not have the video surveillance because they should have kept it, but they deleted it. But they've, tri they've used that cell phone tracking data with the video surveillance to see in all these swing states, ballot harvesting going from NGOs, non-governmental organizations, that's usually a nonprofit, probably a left-wing one, going from there to drop boxes again and again and again. And why is this important? It is illegal in all of these states to take someone else's ballot to the polls. I mean, they're trying to say that these are legitimate votes. No, they are not. This is an illegal practice where you have, in the case of Wisconsin, 137 thousand ballots that were trafficked this way that were picked up in a group and dropped off in the dead of the night and that's the other big thing here if this was normal behavior why were all of these drops of thousands and thousands of ballots happening between 8 p.m and 5 a.m we all know the answer picked up during the day dropped off at night and now liz you just said 137,000 votes could you refresh my memory i'm dumb how many votes separated Joe Biden from Donald Trump in Wisconsin? 22,000. And that's that's amazing because we know this is illegal. We know you cannot have ballot harvesting. That's exactly what was going on here. That's exactly what was going on in Georgia as well. They identified over 200 ballot harvesters. They know many in these instances who these people are. Many of them don't even actually live in the state. And this is a huge operation. And like Greg Kelly said in that clip, this was organized state after state. There, Georgia, by the way, was a, an election decided by less than 12,000, 11,779. But state by state, when True the Vote has looked at this, they always get 7%. That is not a coincidence. That's not an accident because it's the same pattern. It's the same funding. In many cases, it's probably the same left-wing groups that were organizing this to defraud the American people and take away their choice in this election. This is so illegal. We need a widespread investigation for really what is widespread fraud. What the media said didn't exist. It's all right here for everyone to see. Okay, let's just obviously assume that Merrick Garland isn't going to dig into this. So what are the individual states doing, Liz? We do have states that are very, very red. What are they doing? You know, that's the key question. We have Republican legislatures. We have Robin Voss, who's the speaker in Wisconsin. Um, this, this information came out in a hearing by Representative Janelle Branchon, who's really taken the lead in uncovering so much evidence. I mean, this is just one example of fraud and illegality. We, of course, know what happened in nursing homes where, where there was elder abuse, stealing votes of the elderly. Uh, there's so much there, indefinitely confined voters. There's so much evidence. What Robin Voss needs to do is extend the state legislature there, pass laws to ban drop boxes, and look at decertifying this election. There's already a resolution there. This needs to happen in state after state. We have Republican-led state legislatures that are not doing the job to fix this. And what this is really about, it's not just about uh, finding out what happened in 2020. It's making sure it'll never happen again. And right now, all these states are still allowing drop boxes and there's no, they're not doing anything that will prevent this fraud. That's what we need to do. We need to go back to same day voting, 
paper ballots. We need secure elections, voter ID. But really, it's these state legislatures, many of them are Republican-led, that need to lead on this. Liz, can you help me understand? I have a couple of things I want to go over with you, but I just I want you to unpack this for me. Help me understand why the Republican legislatures are not moving on this. You, you, you said they're not doing anything. I don't understand why. Help me understand the why. This seems like a no-brainer. Do they want Democrats to win all the future elections? And do they not see what's happening to our country, how it's being systematically destroyed? Right. I think, unfortunately, Jesse, what we've seen since November 2020 is, in many cases, this is the uniparty. There's no real difference between the establishments on the left and the right. They all like their jobs. They think they're very comfortable. They don't realize that it's all going to come for them, too. And what ha what is happening here with gas prices, inflation, we're talking about food shortages, it, we have to stop what's happening to our country and it starts with election security. So they better not think that their job's secure either. Liz, President Trump held a rally over the weekend. I'm sure you watched it, if not attended to the thing, but he did address the indoctrination of children, and I loved what I heard. The American people will not sit idly by and allow our children to be indoctrinated, segregated, and mutilated by the lunatic left. I could have stand for it. Liz, I like that. I like that this has become a rallying cry for the GOP. I'm assuming this is something he's going to stay on. Oh, absolutely. It's such an important issue. I think it's so disgusting and appalling. And people, parents in particular, are appalled at what is going on in their schools. And when you can't even, first of all, it shouldn't even be necessary what Florida did, banning the discussion of sexual orientation for kindergartners to third grade. Frankly, they should have banned it uh, in, throughout all uh, preschool, I mean, up to 12th grade. I mean, it should be banned. Why are we talking about this? What happened to math, reading, science, uh, grammar, all of these things? They're not being taught. They're being indoctrinated. It's sick. Uh, these people are, are out of control. And President Trump is taking the lead on this issue. He's going to call it out. This is disgusting and it's crazy and we're not going to stand for it. All right, finally, Liz, we all see that Joe Biden can't really talk. He's not a fu fully functional adult. We know that. That's not news to anybody. Donald Trump, to his credit, seems full of energy, and he's nailing it out there. But he's not getting younger either. There are people who are worried about his age, if he's going to run again. What say you? Well, I can just tell you, if he does run, he certainly has the most energy of any person I've ever worked for or met, frankly. And if you saw him in Michigan over the weekend, uh, I was supposed to do a TV interview afterwards, but it got canceled because he was going too long. The speech was uh, over the time that they had allowed because he's on fire for this country and everyone knows it. And this guy doesn't barely sleep. He works so hard for the American people. So if he does decide to run, I'm certainly not worried about that in the least. Joe Biden, on Good. the other hand, he doesn't even know where he is. It's, it's <laughs> such a disgrace. That's quite literal. Liz Harrington, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. Bye. It's time to lighten the mood. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. That was a lot of show, right? We got election fraud in there, the destruction being intentional. There's all kinds of stuff. So let's just take back, well, sit back, 
we're not going to take back anything. Let's sit back. <laughs> Let's sit back and just enjoy someone else's pain. Asleep. Are you okay? I got a fever. <laughs> and the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, I can I can feel it for her. I've been there, lady. Alright, I'll see you tomorrow. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.